Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. I'm really glad to be with you today on a nice, cool, chilly, cold, in fact, December day. It has been getting colder and colder as it does every year about this time, but it seems like it's something new to me every year. I've got some really interesting things to talk about today. We have a good right lineup of guests as well, too, on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Later on the show, we're going to be talking with Faith Russ, and she's the Head honcho at Urban Roots, one of the finest food delivery programs and food growing programs here in northern Nevada. You know, I love to garden and I love to eat wholesome, natural fruits and vegetables right out of my garden. Well, you can do the same thing too. And you're going to learn a lot about how you can do that and what's happening in our local northern Nevada community when it comes to food when we visit with Faye Ross And Sherry Hill, of course, is joining us too. Sherry is the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International. And she's going to be talking too about the goings-on in northern Nevada and how to keep your business running. And if you want to start a business, no better person to talk to than Sherry Hill. Also later on the show, we'll be talking with Don Gowrie. Don is the owner and publisher of Healthy Beginnings magazine. Kind of goes in line with our discussion earlier in the show when we'll talk with Faith about urban roots. You know, if you eat the right foods and you stay away from the wrong foods, get the right kind of exercise and have a good mental spirit, a good attitude, friends, activities. All those things lead to a happier, healthier, and longer life that you can enjoy in your very own home. I'm really getting tired of people telling me they feel like they're getting old because if you feel like you're getting old, you got to do something to make yourself feel younger. Today, when we talk with Don Gowry, you're going to know what I'm talking about. Also joining us, Debbie Gilmore. Debbie is the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers and also the lead person contact at the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Now, you know I'm a beekeeper. I love honey. I love honeybees, and I love the whole world of being a beekeeper. And I'm encouraging any of our listeners who have thought about becoming a beekeeper, maybe just want to get more information about the beekeeping world, to join us at the upcoming Nevada State Beekeepers Conference coming soon in February of 2020. We'll be talking about those things, also looking at the northern Nevada real estate market as this information is supplied to us by Dan Ryder from Nevada Home Connections. Dan is one of the top real estate agents that I know, and I know he could do a great job for you. And we're going to get his information on our listener's ear when we come back after this quick message. International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. SunTech Storm Panels are the clear, tough, versatile way to lock out cold winter drafts on your windows and doors. If you want to immediately reduce your energy bill, call SunTech 352-9396 for a free estimate. SunTech Storm Panels are a great alternative. In fact, 60% less cost than those high-priced dual or triple-paned windows. Want to keep the cold out, the heat in, and save money? Call SunTech 352-9396 for fast, friendly installation. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio right here on 1180 AM Radio. We're finishing up our 14th year of weekly broadcasts. 
here in northern Nevada, and we're looking forward to rounding the corner into 2020, and we jump into 20 into our 15th year of weekly broadcast. You know, Nevada Real Estate Radio is just too much fun and too informative not to keep it going. So if you have any ideas or suggestions about our radio show, or you'd like to be a guest to talk about your real estate experiences as a homeowner, as an investor, as a property manager, whatever the case may be. If you're working on real estate in one way or shape or the other, you know we'd love to talk with you. You can reach us anytime after the show, 775-223-3428, or visit us at nevadarealestateradio.com. Well, we've had a lot of activities going on <clears throat> this winter, and uh, getting close to winter, I guess, December 21st, I think, is the official first day of winter. But it felt like winter right after Thanksgiving, getting colder and colder. So I want to share with you something that has happened to me recently. And I know it's happened to a lot of our listeners as well. My furnace went out. The furnace stopped working. And as typical, my furnace went out on a Saturday afternoon. That means that by the time I figured it out, it was already Saturday night. And, you know, all the the furnace repair companies are closed on Sundays for the most part. And so it wasn't until Monday that I could call. And it took about a week to get everything done. Well, the reason I'm talking about this is for twofold. One, you really need to check on that furnace. I realized after I got my furnace working again that that furnace is a very, very important part of my household. It's like a part of the family. You know, if you've got a couple of kids, you probably assign them some chores, maybe throwing the trash, maybe mowing the lawns, shoveling the snow, trimming the bushes, whatever it might be. But those family members, when they do these things for the household, become very valuable in the household because they're actually taking care of all of the other members of the household as they contribute with their chores. One member of my household that I have to admit I neglected for years is my furnace. Yeah. The furnace, it's working there every single day in the winter, keeping me warm, keeping our family warm, keeping us healthy. And, you know, we just cannot turn the other eye, turn the other cheek rather when you think you hear a noise or something doesn't seem quite right. That furnace is critical to every member of the household. Well, when my furnace went out, I was panicked, right? Because the family's freezing, I'm cold, everybody's cold, and... I dialed a phone number for the first furnace company that I could think about. They told me they could come out the next day, which they did, and they gave me an estimate after you know telling me what the charge was for the service call. Well, that estimate, unbelievable. <clears throat> it was $1,300, and it was to replace a part, and you know it was Christmas season, and you know every penny counts. So I was just about to authorize all the work to be done when I remembered that earlier this year, it was way back in March, I took the advice of a good friend of mine who was a realtor, and I purchased a home warranty. Yeah. Now, I hadn't just had not just moved into the house. Actually, I'd lived there for almost two years, and I decided, well, this house is kind of old, and maybe there are some things that could go out, and those major appliances like the stove, the refrigerator, the washer-dryer, the garbage disposal, the furnace, etc., they're all very expensive. And if that goes out at the wrong time or maybe two or three go out at the same time, it could be a huge expense. So I went ahead and I bought this home warranty. I'm not going to market the warranty company because there's so many good ones out there. But the fact is I signed up and started making my monthly warranty payments. They came into right about $40 a month. And because I did that on an automatic payment cycle, kind of forgot about it. Forgot about it, in fact, when the furnace went out. So that's why I called a different repair company to come out and give me an estimate. When I saw that estimate, I just just scrambling to figure out how I'm going to pay for it. And is it a fair price? And, you know, you ask yourself a lot of questions and, and then you're having to make a quick decision because it's so cold outdoors. But fortunately... I came to my senses and I remembered that I had this home warranty. So I took out the paperwork. I saw that if there's any problems, you call the warranty number. I called them up. Two days later, they're at my house. And guess what? The furnace is working. I am so happy. The total cost of this project was $180. 
In fact, the only reason that it wasn't just $100 was because I had to pay for expedited shipping on a part. Otherwise, it would have taken a few more days. But I needed it repaired right now. So I said, sure, I'll pay the $80, get the part in here, and the next day it's in. And thank God we are warm and toasty at my house again. So the long and the short of it for this presentation is to you, the listener, if you don't have a home warranty, I'm going to recommend that you consider and do some research about what the home warranty opportunity could be for you. Now, it is a monthly fee. It runs me about $40. I think there's some programs out there. You can get them for as low as $20 or $25 a month. But the fact is that level of assurance and security really paid off for me. In the cold, cold part of the year when the furnace went out, I was able to come through because I have a home warranty on my home that protects my major appliances. Look, if you have any questions, you want to talk more about the home warranty opportunities, but you'd rather not talk to a salesperson, I'd be happy to visit with you anytime after the show, give you some more details and guidance. Call me at 775-786-5515 or send an email to Peter at NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. We are on Nevada Real Estate Radio today talking about all sorts of great things. We're going to have more guests coming up on the show later. I want to let you know that home prices in northern Nevada, because we get these numbers every month from the local associations and one of our top realtors in the market, Dan Ryder, he provided me with this information I'm going to share with you. The median sales price. The most recent statistics show that the median sales price in Reno Sparks is $400,000. That's for a typical three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage home. And that same home back in 2012, ladies and gentlemen, median home price was $150,000. It's just amazing to think that the home values have gone up so fast in just seven years. But get this, the $400,000 is a 6% increase from just one year ago. So it's no wonder that every year, the prices in northern Nevada are going up substantially. And it's a testament to our local economy, the strength of the economy, and the employment opportunities for people that are coming from all parts of the country, especially California, into northern Nevada. So you have a lot to ask yourself when you see a home median home price of $400,000. Is it worth buying one now? Is it worth selling my home now? What about a condominium? Maybe that would be better for me. Well, let's look at condos. The median home price of a condominium in the Reno Sparks area is $230,000, $230,700. And that's a 30% increase whew, from just one year ago. So I've always said, since the home value started increasing, that condominiums are the ones that have been lagging, but it looks like they're finally catching up with the increase in values and home prices that we have to consider in northern Nevada. So I encourage you to think about either buying or selling a home, but not until you talk to a real estate professional that really knows what they're talking about. I recommend Dan Ryder from Nevada Home Connections. Dan is awesome. He's a lifelong resident of northern Nevada. He can help you reach your goals, even if it is not to buy or not to sell. Dan's the kind of person that's going to tell you what's right, what he believes is right for you and your family in your real estate situation. Coming up after the show, we've got more after this segment, rather, we've got more guests coming into the studio. We're going to be talking with Debbie Gilmore from Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Don Gowry is going to be joining us, and she is going to be uh, talking about the good things happening at, yes, Healthy Beginnings Magazine. And then later on the show, Faith Ross from Urban Roots and Sherry Hill from Sage International. We'll be back after this. Hello, I'm Brian Cushing, Senior Loan Officer at Guild Mortgage. Join me and the rest of the Nevada Real Estate Radio team right here on 1180 AM Radio. I love talking about my specialty, the mortgage world, and how we help families in Northern Nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership. Make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio, Thursday, 3 p.m. on 1180 AM Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio. 
Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. Hello, Northern Nevada. Peter Padilla here with you on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. On this segment of our radio program, we're talking about one of my favorite events that's taking place in one of my favorite small towns in Northern Nevada. It's the 2020 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. With me in the studio today, I have the president of the Mason Valley Beekeepers and the lead bee the queen bee of the Nevada State Beekeepers <laughs> Conference, Debbie Gilmore. Debbie, glad you're here today. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to have you here as well. It's always fun to talk with you about the beekeeping, Yarrington, all the good things that are happening in the world uh, because beekeeping encompasses so much. I am also glad that you're here with us today because I invited another special guest with us. Her name is Dawn Gowry, and Dawn is the publisher of Healthy Beginnings magazine. Dawn, welcome to our show. Well, thank you, Peter. Glad I'm, to be here. I'm glad you're here because... Healthy Beginnings is kind of the way I got started in the honey world. Wow. There's an element of health when it comes to honey, and we talk about that. We talk about all the different aspects of beekeeping and beehive, beehive products and honey at the 2020 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie Gilmore, this is the 10th anniversary, right? This is our 10th year, yes. So tell us for the people that have not been or heard about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, how it runs and what what takes place there? Well, it's going to be two, two full days this year. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have a series of six workshops for people to um, participate in. So they will be smaller hands-on workshops. And then um, Friday afternoon, we're going to start with speakers and we have a dinner on Saturday night as well as on Friday night. We will have speakers at both of those events. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's on a variety of topics. It's on hive management. It's on benefits of honey, different varieties of honey, all kinds of topics around bees in the bee world. What I love about it is that when you talk about having meetings and speakers, it's not like you're just sitting around in chairs all the time and no. twiddling your thumbs. No, it's There's not. a lot of activity that happens. Talk about the activity part. Oh, we have honey tasting. We have a hive decorating contest. We have a silent auction and a raffle. So there's a lot of stuff going on mm -hmm. as well as the speakers. And I like hearing about some of the things that you can make with the products from the hive. Essentially, well, like last year, I really enjoyed last year's conference because we got to get our hands I want to say dirty, but it's not really dirty because we were making bath bombs and we were making lip balm and um, uh, bees, uh, beeswax it can be used for so many things. One of my favorite things, of course, is the beeswax candle. Mm -hmm. I have a beeswax yes. candle in my house. And when you have a regular candle next to a beeswax candle, you can actually see and feel and smell the difference. Absolutely. And apparently the... The flame is different on a beeswax candle. Mm -hmm. It simulates sunlight. Yeah. So they use it for like people with seasonal um, effect disorder, you know, yeah. the people that live in darkness mm -hmm. a lot Sounds. of the time. Mm -hmm. They use that, um, use the beeswax candles for that. Um, they're also smokeless, and beeswax candles are also dripless. They don't oh. drip like, um, you know, like paraffin wax or whatever. But yeah. They don't drip. They don't smoke. And the scent is so fresh yes. and natural. Yes. It's uh, it's like opening the window on a spring day in your bedroom, and <laughs> there it is, true. right? Is it? Wow, what that's a scent. True. It's unbelievable. Unless you've uh, burnt a beeswax candle before, you don't really know what we're talking about. I was surprised. I encourage our listeners to do the same. Learn about beekeeping and all the fun things that go with beekeeping and uh, the beekeeping world at the 2020 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. Debbie, let our listeners know again where the conference will be held. It's going to be February 21st and 22nd in Yarrington at the Catholic Center. Mm -hmm. And it's a big center. It, uh, I think we had a, close to 150 people there last year. Yes. Along with all of the displays and the demonstrations Vendors, and the workshops. breakout rooms yes. for the different kind of workshops. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and I, I must say, it's a charming adventure traveling to Yarrington, Nevada. We're going to talk more 
about the 2020 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. But now I'd like to know about Healthy Beginnings Magazine. Don Gowry is with us. Don, Healthy Beginnings Magazine is not a new publication, but it seems like there's some new energy going on this year with the things that you're doing. Oh, well, thank you, Peter. Yes, uh, Healthy Beginnings Magazine was created in August of 06. I sold the publication in February of 2015. And I just recently purchased it back this July of 2019. So we're going back to uh, more of the original concept. Yeah. And that is Healthy Beginnings is a fact-based. And we, um, we educate the reader about all the latest facts and trends that have to do with natural and alternative health. Mm -hmm. And so we would have, in fact, um, Debbie brought a great article from Dr. Ronald Fesedin. He's out of Colorado and about honey. And it's just more than a sweetener. And he's written a book, Feed Your Brain First. So in our magazine, we offer book reviews every month. Uh, the upcoming issue will have something on nootropic drugs mm -hmm. and find out what those are. And I think many of us are going to be amazed to find out that ashwagandha is a nootropic drug, but that's also a natural supplement. So there's many different things that you can learn in Healthy Beginnings Magazine. Each month, and something exciting, next year we're going to a bi-monthly publication. So we're really excited about that. I love the pictures that I see in the publication because there are a lot of pictures of foods and there are a lot of pictures of healthy foods. I was visiting with my sister recently who was in uh, to northern Nevada from out of town. And we didn't have a copy of the publication with the restaurant we were at, but we went up on the website. And there it was. You have a beautiful website, too, as well. And what we were looking at was the talk and the health benefits about watercress. And oh. watercress is an unusual vegetable. You find it in a lot of Asian foods, but I had no idea that it was so jam-packed with vitamins and health benefits. And I love to try new foods, so watercress is on my list now. Awesome, awesome. And uh, we wrote an article about Ashwa, which is another, we do have a department uh, in the magazine, Herbs and Spices. Mm -hmm. Watercress generally was used as a garnish. Mm -hmm. And so now what we do is we investigate a variety of different vegetables or herbs and spices. And then we not only tell you how to cook with them, but really what the benefits of each one oh, is. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, people that are reading Healthy Beginnings magazine have that in mind. How do you live healthier? How do you live longer? And that's all leads to how do you enjoy life better? I find that when I'm reading your magazine, I'm not I'm I'm more smiling than anything else because I'm discovering all these new things. It's really quite an adventure. Uh you don't have the same kind of uh variety of editorial contents that you have in a general publication because it goes from politics to sports, healthy eating, and then back to something else. This is all one focus. And that's what I like about the publication is that you don't really vary on your target. And that is exactly correct. We target the natural and holistic uh, in industry or consumer, buyer, person, basically me, all three of us that are here. We're interested in our health. We already know that our health is up to us. What we put in our body is going to be the outcome of how our body works for us. And that's what I find so interesting about, uh, the, about what Debbie is doing. And that I learned uh, today in meeting you that honey at night helps you sleep. And that I was not aware of. So we're always learning. And, and uh, yes, Healthy Beginnings Magazine is focused on natural and alternative and complementary health. And that is our audience. And we don't vary from that. Let's do talk a little bit about your audience for Healthy Beginnings Magazine. Don, the publication, I know because you have a, a digital presence, you're really worldwide in that regard. Yes. But a lot of us love the tactical element of holding a newspaper, a magazine. So tell us about the distribution of the printed version. How does that work? Well, thank you very much. The printed version goes to over 450 locations throughout northern Nevada and the Lake Tahoe region. And we're at doctor's offices, we're at health food stores. Whole Foods is one of our largest distributors. Okay. And then you can find us at gyms and salons, wherever and there again, this is a distribution that I handpicked and I developed because 
we reach a target audience. If that, we're going to take the magazine where other like-minded people would congregate and gather. And that's where you're going to find the magazine. And if you ever have a question, you can feel free to email me at hbmag.com or give me a call. Either one, 612-747-9583. And that is my cell. I see a lot of interesting advertisers in the publication that obviously I don't see in other newspapers, magazines, TV, radio. I, you know, I'm in the advertising business, so I'm constantly looking out there. But when I get to your era, to your publication, the advertisers really look like, well, they're like they're part of the magazine. It almost seemed, are they the owners of your magazine? No, they aren't. But <laughs> no, they no, they are not. But because we are a targeted and focused uh, mm -hmm. publication, then that's who you're going to find in the magazine. If if I'm publishing a magazine on natural health, I'm not going to be. Uh, you're not going to find big pharma advertisers in the magazine. I'm looking for natural and alternative health doctors and companies and businesses that are in the health and wellness industry. So for instance, what Debbie Gilmore does with the, uh, the beekeepers, honey is a wholesome, natural food with so many benefits that I hope we get to touch on today. Oh, absolutely. So we're talking about Healthy Beginnings Magazine and uh, we're also talking about the Nevada State Beekers, Beekeepers Conference. I know that you're planning on running an article about honey being more than just a sweetener in one of your upcoming issues, Don. I'm looking forward to that. Also to all of the other articles about healthy eating, healthy foods, and enjoying life, because that's really what we do. You enjoy life, Debbie, what, what I you do? I totally enjoy life. I can tell you do, because you're a beekeeper, <laughs> and know. beekeepers seem to enjoy life. Just they do. Just a touch more than most other yes. people. But why not get close? Enjoy the honey and enjoy learning about beekeeping and healthy eating in Healthy Beginnings Magazine. Be right back. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, party animal, line one. My owner's mad because he spilled guacamole. He's going to be madder when he finds out it was me. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I do wawa. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. The most productive hour of your week. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Debbie Gilmore and Don Gowry, outstanding guests to have here at the radio station in our studios talking about real estate, real estate for investors, and all the good things that happen when you live in northern Nevada. Don't forget about the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference. I will be there. Sherry Hill will be there. A lot of folks will be there having a great time learning about the wonderful world of pollinators and beekeeping on February 21 and 22 at Nevada State beekeepers conference. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today, in addition to what we've talked about when it comes to meeting home prices, getting a home warranty for your home, either when you buy it or if you've been in your home for a while, you don't have to, you know, and there's no time frame when you have to or you cannot get a home warranty. Um, there, you know, we're, we're in the cold part of the winter. And when you're in the cold part of the winter, there's a lot of things that you have to think about. Well, if you're looking to buy or sell a home in the winter, for instance, there are a lot of benefits and there are a lot of challenges when you're looking to buy a home at this time of the year. Less competition from other buyers is one thing. The real estate market traditionally heats up in the spring and summer months when more listings hit the market and the buyer competition is intensified. When the activity tends to taper off in the fall and winter, of course, there's lower inventory levels like you heard about in our real estate update. But you can usually gain an advantage because you're facing less competition from other buyers. You have higher chances of closing your real estate deal when you face less competition from other buyers. And there's a lower demand in uh, home buying, so that pushes down prices just a little bit. Or in the case of northern Nevada, maybe it helps level them off a little bit before they start to take off again in the spring. Simple economics explains why buyers often enjoy a reduction in prices of anything during the off-season. 
So when buyer demand decreases dramatically, sellers have no choice but to reduce their prices or wait to sell their property later. And buyers who remain on the lookout during the winter months, well, you have a great opportunity to find some outstanding deals. Keep in mind that sellers of real estate are much more motivated in the winter if they need to sell for a variety of reasons. But look, the fact is there's they know there's less buyers, so they're looking to sell their property, and they might have perhaps personal circumstances that are forcing them to move during the winter, or maybe listing is a leftover you know, that they've got. They just want to sell it before the end of the year. It's left over from the summer or the fall. And you know, regardless, the sellers generally become more motivated to sell when that real estate activity is slower. So keep that in mind if you're open to looking to purchase a home in the winter. Also remember this. Realtors are less busy in the winter. Obvious reason, right? We've talked about that. So when there's less people shopping for homes in the winter, it means your agent has more time to devote to your individual house hunting needs. They also might be more inclined to put in a little extra effort to negotiate that purchase because there is a decrease in overall sales volume and realtors are in business just like we are. They have to have things close. Things have to you know, business has to happen in order for the economy to keep going. And so not only are the sellers more, mo- the realtors more motivated, but let's face it, it's very likely that realtors, everybody involved is more motivated to close a transaction in the winter. If you're closing a deal in December, you're looking to get it closed before Christmas or the New Year's. Congratulations. I bet you are going to get a fantastic deal on your real estate. Other things to think about when you're looking at real estate in the wintertime. If you own real estate, this is the time when things can go bad. Things can break down. And it seems like there's more stress on the physical aspects of home ownership, the building itself, the house, the yard, the landscaping in the wintertime than there is at any other time of the year. You heard me talk about my furnace situation earlier in the show. So we're going to talk about other things that can happen at your home in the wintertime that you need to take some precautionary measures to make sure that they don't turn into big problems. So here we go. We're going to get started with the first thing, gutters and drainage. So in the wintertime, like we've experienced recently in northern Nevada, increased rainfall, more moisture. So you've got to be ready for that additional moisture. Moisture, the gutters uh, are moving a lot of water up by your roof and cleaning them isn't a fun job, but it can save you a ton of money in the long run because well-maintained gutters reduce the need first to replace them. And then most importantly, it reduces the chance of roof damage. A clogged gutter can overflow, break, put strain on the roof, can also get filled with ice when it gets really, really cold. And that causes thawing damage, strains the gutters, and, you know, you, you just you're just asking for trouble. So whether you have special tools or you do it the old-fashioned way, let me give you some ideas of how to get, get ready to go with it. So get up to the gutter and uh, have, of course, a good ladder and have somebody spotting you below. But get a little small scoop so you can scoop out any dirt, any leaves, any garbage that has accumulated right there into the gutter. Now, what I used to do was I would climb up my ladder and then scrape out the gutter and then throw it onto the ground. Of course, it would hit the sidewalk. It would hit the plants and sometimes the windows. And anyway, I didn't get much appreciation for my work until I figured out why not just take up a small plastic bucket when I go up there to the gutter. Then I can scoop right from the gutter into that small plastic bucket. Keeps everything clean, makes it nice and easy. And it's faster because you only have to clean the gutters. You don't have to clean off the sidewalk and everything else that you've thrown the garbage on from the gutters afterwards. Uh, When I'm all done cleaning out those gutters that I'm working on, I like to go back up to the high end of the gutter, take a garden hose, and then you spray it down so I can get it all nice and clean. If for some reason the weather's too cold or it doesn't fit into your schedule to get the hose up there, get the water running and it's too cold outside, that's all right. The key is to clean out the trash, the dirt, the leaves from the gutters, and you can always just brush them off with a whisk broom. And uh, in when it does rain, it will wash all that stuff right through your gutter and down into the drain. So take a look at your gutters. Next thing I encourage you to look at is your window wells. 
Now, window wells are a great way to let natural light into your basement and provide ventilation. You know what I'm talking about, the window wells, right? They're down low if we're down low on the house. But they're not, if they're not maintained well, they can add risk to the lower level of your home. And so one of the major reasons that a window well flooding happens is because the lining is not done properly. So the lining, if it becomes detached from the foundation wall, soil can widen the gap, uh, the loose liner will let water in, and there you go. You have an opportunity to get oversaturated. So before the winter weather really gets cold, check those window wells. This is the time of year where the problem can be the worst, and it can, but it can repair it early. So inspect the liner and replace anything that has come loose, and then you'll be much safer when that wet, wet winter weather and rain come to northern Nevada. That typically happens right around New Year's Day, and we're not that far away. So that's one of the things I recommend. Check your window wells. The other thing is your dryer vent. So when it gets really cold, the dryer is obviously going to get more use. Um, it just happens, right? It just You're indoors more. Your dryer's getting more use. It can be a fire hazard. In fact, dryers cause over 15,000 fires every year in America. So it's really important that you reduce that risk whenever you can. So make sure to remove the buildup lint from the dryer in order to reduce the fire risk and improve your household energy efficiency. Clean the lint filter. You can always find this component toward the front of the dryer. When you slide it out, scrape it off, make sure it's always, always clean. You want to make sure you also clean the lint vent. And you can find this vent on the back of the most of the wires, dryers. It goes out into the wall connection and then out the door. That lint vent can really be a problem if it gets clogged up. It can actually cause a, fl- uh, a fire. So you can do a couple of things. You can just replace the whole vent uh, apparatus, make sure it's nice and clean, vacuum it out. There are certain brushes you can buy that you can slide into the dryer vent, and that brush, when you twist it, you can be able to pull out all the lint, make sure that it's nice and clean. And as long as you do this on a regular basis, uh, you know, you won't have a problem with it. But the key is to understand how important it is to have a clean dryer vent. You want to weatherproof your exterior pipes as well at this time of the year. So freezing temperatures can cause all kinds of problems for external pipes. They can crack, and, and then once they thaw, they release hundreds of gallons of water in a day. And if you're out of town, well, you can imagine the problem. So if there's moisture, replace these parts immediately if you see that they need to be replaced, if there's anything broken. Um, you've got to prepare for those winter storms. They're coming, more and more coming all the time. Winter brings the freezing rain, the sleet, the blizzards. Get prepared ahead of time so that the next big storm doesn't leave you in any kind of trouble. When my heater went out, my furnace was out for four days, I was very glad that I had several electric space heaters. I wanted to make sure that I could keep myself warm in my bedroom at least. I had an electric blanket in my house. We have cell phones in the house just in case the power goes off and the main line uh, you know, goes out. The key is to be prepared for the worst of conditions, even though you may not have had them ever. It can happen to anybody. Check the condition of your snow shovel. Make sure you've got a snow shovel. Got to have gloves, window scrapers. All the heavy snow supplies should be close to where you might need them instead of buried way in the back of the garage. And remember this. Heavy snow building up on tree limbs can increase the risk of them breaking and falling. I just recently trimmed some big branches that were hanging over the roof of my house. If I hadn't done that and there came a heavy, heavy snow or heavy winds and that branch would break, now I would really feel bad about losing that tree branch. But worse than that, I would feel bad about all of the damage that that tree branch can and would do if it landed on my roof. So make sure to check the branches on your trees to see that they are not hanging over your house or over another part of your house, any part of your house that could be damaged if that tree limb breaks. We're going to have more conversation on Nevada Real Estate Radio when we come back because Faith Ross is going to be joining us from Urban Roots talking about healthy food, healthy gardens, things that you can do to improve your life. And also Sherry Hill is joining us from Sage International. Sherry Hill is the Wealth Protection Diva. She's going to talk to us about how to run a good business, how to start a great business, and how to keep it going for years and years. All of that and more when we come back after this break. Hang on. 
SunTech Storm Panels are the clear, tough, versatile way to lock out cold winter drafts on your windows and doors. If you want to immediately reduce your energy bill, call SunTech. 352-9396 for a free estimate. SunTech Storm Panels are a great alternative. In fact, 60% less cost than those high-priced dual or triple-paned windows. Want to keep the cold out, the heat in, and save money? Call SunTech 352-9396 for fast-friendly installation. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning in to our show today. Two excellent guests have joined us in the studio. Sherry Hill from Sage International and Faith Ross, Executive Director at Urban Roots, right here in Reno, Nevada. Welcome to our show, Sherry. Thank you. Glad and to be here. And welcome to you, Faith. Thank you so much. So, Sherry and I have been talking about a lot of things that involve roots. So, first of all, this is a real estate show. People move here to put down roots. Mm -hmm. And it's in the urban part of the city, right? Right, right. here in northern Nevada. Sherry and I also recently took a cooking class. Aww. Was that fun, Sherry? Yes, it was We great. learned how to cook in crockpots, foods that you would never think to cook in crockpots. And we're beekeepers. We absolutely love the natural world of foods. So Urban Roots, from what I know, kind of fits in. In fact, it fits in really well. Faith Ross, tell us about the organization, Urban Roots. Thank you. We are a nonprofit, and we're focused on changing the way that kids eat and learn. And we do this through gardening. So our focus is primarily K through 12 students, but we definitely work with adults too. So uh -huh. we're teaching them not just where their food comes from, but how to grow it and why they should eat it. And then eventually when we get our new teaching kitchen, which is due this summer, we'll be able to teach them how to prepare it into something they'll eat. Wow. Faith, as uh, you don't know this, Sherry knows it, I grew up on a farm. Awesome. And so my parents and all of my older siblings all on the farm, driving tractors, stacking hay, milking cows, feeding the pigs, the chickens. Uh, our neighbor down the road had a apiary. Uh, we had a lot of sugar beets in our area, onions, potatoes. Uh, my mom had a huge garden. And you're right, you know, when I left home at 18 years old, I never really went back and found other families that did the same thing anymore. And I think a lot of connection with family and a lot of great nutrition has mm -hmm. been lost because mm -hmm. we're buying so many processed foods. That's something Sherry and I talk about often. Yes, exactly. Well, and I think what's important is to realize that, you know, Urban Roots and Faith, you know, her whole team is really about getting this education into the young children, right? Mm -hmm. Because once you educate the young children, yep. they bring that back into the family. And so now we're changing the way that these families are eating and relating to nutrition, which is really the key. Absolutely. And not every child has an experience like you did, um, Peter. You, you know, they are, these are urban kids that we're working with. They're growing up in apartments. They're not growing up even understanding where their carrots come from, where an egg comes from. They're just not experiencing that. And so that's kind of where we come in. Oh, yes. I, I love what you're doing. I think if more young people understood the wonders of nature and the benefits organic living, good mm -hmm, health, mm -hmm. eating fruits and vegetables. I, when I was a little boy, we didn't have candy for treats. We had fruits for treats. Yeah. That was like, wow, you get an orange or you get an apple. And it was so rewarding, you know, to, um, to finish your day and have a great piece of fruit when you're on the farm because, you know, it's hard work. It's meat and potatoes and it's hot sun, sunny days. And it's you have to physically think, do things pick things up, move things over, irrigate things. You really work when you're on a farm. Are you teaching the young people that come to Urban Roots about that element of work? Work? <laughs> yes. Um, but the interesting thing is, is they don't realize they're working. 
are having so much fun. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's amazing how excited. Um, we built a new school garden at Lemon Valley Elementary, and I brought my kids to come help. I mm -hmm. thought we'd need the extra hands. We couldn't get a wheelbarrow. We couldn't get a shovel because all of the little children there at the school were so excited yeah. to fill these beds with the soil that they needed and mm -hmm. to plant the seeds. I couldn't do anything. I was kind of bummed. I wanted to help, and these kids were so excited. Yes, it, it really is a lot of fun because it's, you know, it's life. Yeah. A agriculture and planting gardens is all about the, the life process. And you, it's accelerated because you plant a seed in the spring, and by the fall, you're harvesting. Mm -hmm. And it's just a magical thing for young people to experience. When I was a little boy, although I was on a farm, and we had chickens, a lot of the kids that lived in the town where I lived close by, they didn't really know either what it was like to be a farm, mm -hmm. uh, on a farm. So the, our first grade teacher, she had one of the farmers donate four baby chickens, mm. baby chicks that had mm -hmm. just hatched, mm -hmm. and they brought them to the school. And one of the cool things that we had got to do in our class, because they left them in our class, was we got to have a drawing for who gets to take them home for the oh. night. And ultimately, all the kids got to take a baby chick home for oh. the night. Well, the school kids, the, the town kids, they didn't know about chickens, how to keep yeah. them warm or anything. So uh, the teacher gave us, uh, told us that we had to have heat lamp over the chicken. Uh -huh. And that's what we had. And I took it home when my turn, and my mom and dad didn't understand because we had chickens out in the barn. Yeah. Babies, big ones, the whole bit. But this chicken was from the school, uh -huh. so we had to go through the process. That chicken kept us up all night. <laughs> it did nothing but peep all night. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But what an experience and what fun we had. And I know a lot of the kids benefited from understanding just how wonderful life is. Many of those kids there in my small community, of course, they went on to stay in agriculture. Is there an encouragement for the people, the young people that come to Urban Roots, to have them con have them con consider a career, a life in agriculture? Absolutely, that's definitely one of the things that we focus on is careers in agriculture. And so you can go on to become a farmer, especially when you consider that the average age of a farmer, they're aging out and there's not that workforce in place. So we're trying to inspire them. We can do this through field trips and also through our own experience, what they can get on our farm. We had farmer Dave, farmer Daphne, and those are their names, and those are how the kids know them, and they really, really admire them and look up to them. And then we're also trying to show the different kinds of careers you can have in ag. You can be a chef like Mark Estee, and you can cook from seed to table. You can have a restaurant, a very successful restaurant focused on healthy foods. You know, so they're learning about chefs. They're learning about nutritionists, dietitians. There are so many different careers that you can pursue that are involved in agriculture. You know, the, uh, the focus of our show is real estate, and one of the neat things that you can do when you have real estate is you can do things with your real estate. You're in control of your real estate. I know many people that are buying raw land or empty uh, lots or empty commercial buildings and turning them into agricultural uh, facilities of mm -hmm. one type or another, be it mushrooms or cannabis or tomatoes. I mean, I've seen it all across the country. And so the question is, Sherry Hill, can you make big money in agriculture? Can you turn it into a successful business? Give us a few examples if, the, if you have them. Uh, yeah, I have quite a few clients that have created quite a bit of wealth because they convert that raw land or vacant properties into an actual business. And you mentioned some. I have clients that are potentially looking at aquaponics. Aquaponics. Mm -hmm. And so when you think of where technology has moved between drones and you know indoor growing and greenhouses, there is a fabulous opportunity. And what's more important, this is why the opportunity is even greater, we are not going to be able to feed all the people on this planet we're at about 10 years out. We're in critical mass for recognizing that we have to do food in a different way. And so right now is opportunity for people to get creative and figure out how they can be part of the solution. Well, running out of ten, food in 10 years, I'm going to the grocery store is what I'm going to do. I'm well, going to stock up. Well, the other thing that um, I do want Faith to share is, you know, a lot of people have 
you know, tons of garden implements and stuff wedged in their shed and wheelbarrows they're not using, mm -hmm. and they can always use a little help and support, not just in volunteers, but also in equipment. So yes. talk about that real quick. Yeah, so we do have a wish list on our website, which is urgc.org, but we would love, we need gloves for especially kid-sized gloves, wheelbarrows, rakes, little shovels, all of those kind of things that you would think of you need for gardening, I bet we can put it to good use at the farm. So take what's in your corner of your garage or your shed or maybe just laying down in the basement and think about if whether or not it's something that Urban Roots could use. I was traveling in uh, Oregon and Washington recently, Faith and Sherry, and I saw these incredible fields with structures that I hadn't seen before. And I come to find out what they are is they're structured wires and poles for hops. A lot of hops is grown. Uh -huh. So I would love to take a tour of a hops field and farm and see how it's processed and see how it's grown because I, I love agriculture. So I'm wondering about the young people that come to Urban Roots here in Reno. Is there ever a chance for them to take some field trips to see some kind of agricultural processes that are not at your own garden? Yes. We actually, we have done that before and eagerly want to do it again this coming summer with our young farmers. Yeah. So our young farmers are the youth ages 10 through 15, but we love to take them to nearby farms and just open their eyes to the endless possibilities. I would like to make an offer to you to have some of your students, if they're so interested and if Urban Roots is so interested and inclined, to tour a small apiary in my backyard. We would love it. I have five beehives and a whole lot of bees, and it's a very cool environment, and we can arrange to get some suits so the kids can you know, be protected, and, and yeah. I just think it would be so cool, because we love to expose people to our end of agriculture, which is the world of honeybees. And by the way, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 21 and 22, 2020, in beautiful Yarrington, Nevada. It's a two-day conference, Friday and Saturday. Man, we have such a great time. It's like a two-day carnival of beekeeping and honey products. Oh, it is so much fun. Faith, I'm hoping maybe you can attend this year. I would love to. And do, do think about that tour. Yeah. Faith Ross, Executive Director from Urban Roots, has been our guest today. Faith, I'm glad that you're here. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Follow us on Facebook, social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of it to learn more or drop by the farm any Saturday between 10 and 12 and get your hands dirty. Very good. Sherry Hill from Sage International has been with us too. Sherry, fun show talking about urban roots and all the great things. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Yeah, I, I really want people to go out and check out the website, Urban Roots. Think about some ways that you can give back. They have this brand new teaching kitchen that they're trying to get established. They're only $4,000 short oh. from the goal. And what a great addition to their entire program. And also, if you have children in a school that doesn't have a school garden, reach out to Faith and find out how you can get one out there too. Great so, idea, Sherry. I'm yes. going to put all of their contact information on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. We'll make it easy for people to find them. Thank you again for tuning into our radio show. To our radio listeners, we'll be back again next week. Same time, same station. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.